Welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello everybody, it's David here and welcome to episode 24 of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading and joining me for this episode. And in this show, we're going to cover energy performance certificates, often referred to as EPCs. And what we're going to cover is give you an overview of what they are, what you should expect to see in them um, and the details that, that the certificate provides. So in a nutshell, an energy performance certificate is a guide that would-be buyers or tenants get when they look at a property. And you may have seen these energy graphs around when you go shopping. Um, Household appliances now quite often have these graphs stuck to them as stickers, colour-coded with an energy rating. And you'll even see them if you go into car dealerships now on the um, documentation for the vehicle. It'll display the graph and the energy efficiency of that vehicle. So it's no different with property, and in some cases, it's an even more important document with um, a property due to the expenditure, what you're paying for this property. It gives you some good indications of things that you might want to spend on in the future and how efficient it will be in terms of your household bills. So it is a certificate that shouldn't really be ignored, should be taken into account, and in this podcast, we'll cover the things you should be looking for and bearing in mind. So as a general rule, an EPC is required every time a home is put up for sale or for rent. So a newly constructed home will have one, a landlord will need one to show potential tenants, and a seller must have one to show to potential buyers. There are a few exceptions. You don't need one for a room that's been rented out by a resident landlord, and listed buildings may also be exempt as they can't have upgrades such as double glazing. The requirement for an EPC has been the law since 2008, 2009 in Scotland, meaning that if your home has been let or sold since then, it should have one. And they remain valid for 10 years. There is a national register of EPCs. So unless you specifically opted out for that, um, this register, you can take a look at any time. It'll log all the addresses and all the certificates on there. So what I'll do is I'll actually put a link to that in the show notes. It's a great tool for for just searching, particularly if you're looking at properties on the market and things like that. Um, You can just put a postcode in, find the address, and it will bring up a copy of the certificate. So do I need to buy an EPC when buying or renting a property? That was one question we had. Um, You should never be charged for an EPC if you're searching. So when you're looking to buy or rent, it should be handed over to you free of charge. Otherwise, the seller or landlord could be fined £200. It is actually their responsibility to provide the EPC, um, actually in the marketing of the property, and then you should be handed a copy uh, through the process. If you're a landlord or a seller, you'll need to at least get this certificate ordered before you put the property on the market. You may be able to use the EPC given to you when you bought the property if it's still valid. So if it's within the 10 years, then you can can use that certificate over and over. 
Another thing to bear in mind, if you own a commercial property that you want to sell or lease, you will also need to get an EPC organized. So as a guide, how much does an EPC cost? There's no fixed fee for the EPC. It does depend on a number of factors, including uh, the kind of property you live in, how many bedrooms it has, the area you live in can also affect the price considerably. Um, basically, the size of the property, it, it needs completely surveying to produce these certificates. So um, it does sort of fluctuate in price. But they typically start at around £35. But a certificate for a large house in an expensive city could easily cost several times that. So um, bear it in mind, depending on the size of your property. On the EPC register, there is also um, a link to surveyors that are able to carry out these EPC certificates. So you can put in your area, your postcode, and it will tell you all the qualified surveyors that can carry out an EPC. So you can contact them and get a quotation. They will all vary and, and be different depending on who you use. So what information is displayed on an EPC? It's a relatively straightforward certificate and it will look a bit like the multicolored stickers that you see on those household appliances. So as a quick rundown of what's included, the first thing is the energy efficiency rating itself. This section of your EPC will be dedicated to how energy efficient your property is. It's graded from A to G, with A meaning an energy efficient, well insulated, probably modern home, and G meaning a drafty old building where the wind rattles the walls. Typically, you'll find an older property with no retrofitted energy saving technology will be around a D grade. There'll also be a number from 1 to 100, where a higher number signifies that the home is more efficient and the fuel bills will cost less. The next section on the certificate then is an estimated costing of running that home. So the EPC will give an indication of how much it will cost to heat and power that property. Details are also listed on potential savings that could be made should you improve the energy efficiency of your household running costs. So this is where you can actually look at this certificate and see areas where you can improve it and add value. So th these are the bits as well as looking at how your utility bills are going to be based on it is also looking at the improvements that you could make to add that value. The next section on the certificate is a summary of energy performance related features. So in this section, it'll give you an indication of how energy efficient different aspects of your home are, such as the walls, roof, floor, windows, even the heating system. Um, and it can act as a useful guide to help you work out which areas to focus on first when improving your home's efficiency. So moving on then, changes to EPCs for landlords and tenants. Now from April 2018, landlords um, are now required to achieve a minimum rating of E on the EPC for their rental properties. Unless there is an accepted exemption, Landlords face a penalty of up to £4,000 for failure to meet the minimum efficiency requirement. The information provided on EPCs is also helpful for tenants looking to improve the energy efficiency of their home. As of April 2016, tenants can now seek permission from their landlord to undertake energy efficient measures on their privately rented property. So it's something worth bearing in mind and not just ignoring if you're a tenant you know, that you can make improvements to that 
um, so long as it's done properly and you're communicating with your landlord. So as I mentioned briefly earlier, who can carry out an EPC? Well, it's got to be an accredited domestic energy assessor. Uh, they will need to issue you with the EPC. It's not something you can do by yourself. And um, you'll quite often see them offered through estate agents and letting agents. Um, but I will put the link, as I said, in the show notes where you can find a register of all the um, accredited assessors. So lastly, then, what if you have a question about your EPC? Well, if you don't understand something on the certificate or you disagree with it, the first place to go is the energy assessor that carried out the EPC and their contact details are included on the certificate. So if there is something you're not sure of or that you don't agree with, then you can contact the assessor directly to go into more detail on that. Um, if you can't resolve the issue with them, then you can contact their accreditation scheme and the details will also be listed in the same section of the certificate. So there is a way to um, discuss the bits on there, the uh, improvements and things and, and what you can actually do. And it's all there on the certificate. So that, that summarizes everything on the energy performance certificates and what you should expect and also what the requirements are. So I hope it helps and it is something that you should expect to receive, especially if you're out there on the market now looking at properties, you know, make sure you do check them and look at them and take any of these details into account. So I hope this helps and answers all the questions we've received on it. What I hope to cover in a future podcast episode is we'll go into a bit more detail on energy efficient improvements. So things that you can actually do um, at various different cost levels to improve the energy efficiency. So some great top tips on um, improving that EPC rating. So I hope it helps. And if you have any further questions in the meantime, please do get in touch. You can contact us through the normal social media channels, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And you can visit our website, asktheestateagent.co.uk. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for all your support. Keep the questions coming. And until next time, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.